This week on Three Questions by Corey Kareem. I like that. I like to say it, the way to control your mind is to really free your mind, right? Because mm. <laughs> sometimes you can't control what comes in, but freeing your mind and knowing how to handle what comes in and letting it be fluid like water and just come pass through. Or then how you say like perspectives on those thoughts, right? And so to me, I just focus on freeing my mind. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Three Questions by Corey Kareem, the show where we sit down with some amazing people who are doing some amazing things. And that's right. You guessed it. We asked them three questions, not about their successes, though, but rather about their failures and more specifically about the individual experiences and lessons that they learned uh, from those failures. So without further ado, Uh, My guest today comes all the way from the West Coast, from L.A. Uh, She owns an eyelash studio bar, actually the number one eyelash studio bar in L.A. She also teaches other women to become entrepreneurs, and she's also a business development coach, amongst many other things. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you, Corey. I'm excited to be here. I'm interested to get this conversation going. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. I, and I got, I'm just curious. The last name, is it Bible? Is it like, is it, am I saying it right? Like the Bible? Yeah. Word. Yes. You'd be surprised how many people say Bible, but it's Bible like the good book. Yeah. Awesome. That's okay. Okay. So you got the word on your side. Amen to that. <laughs> All right. Um, so Chris, I know I just gave you a really brief, lightweight uh, introduction. So for the people that don't know who you are and what you do and what you're about, uh, mm-hmm. give them a brief synopsis of, of what you do. Um, I just consider myself a free-spirited entrepreneur who loves to empower women. Um, I own a lash bar in retail um, in Los Angeles. So we have a shop, a brick and mortar. Um, We do services there. We have a lash academy where we teach women how to do the skill set to become entrepreneurs themselves in the beauty industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have a um, signature lash collection line. So all the products that lash extension artists need to do, like lashes, tweezers, adhesives, all the good stuff. Um, and in 2019, I launched the Sweet Spot LA, which is a women's entrepreneur workshop and uh, mentorship program. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's get into it. So the first question, um, as an entrepreneur, as a business development coach, uh, what's been your biggest failure to date? Tell me about that moment in time and why you believe it was your your biggest failure. <sighs> I don't, to be honest, I don't like to look at things as, as like failures. Um, I look at things as um, maybe like missed opportunities or lessons, to be honest. Um, I think for me, the biggest missed opportunity, or we want to say just, you know, failure was initially the mindset and strategy I had when I actually like started my business. I think it was actually surrounded by the circumstances, which why I started um, putting the effort to become a full-time entrepreneur. Uh, was because out of the circumstance and necessity. And so for me, the biggest missed opportunity was just not taking the time and and um, the mind power to really ask myself, where do I see my business growing? What do I want from this? What opportunities do I want to create from it? Um, and then missing the mark or could have been further ahead if I would have took the time to do that. But I mean, like the saying is, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> is Absolutely. True. Um, and I think that's just, it depends on the circumstances of why you become an entrepreneur. And for me, it was to have freedom in my schedule because of a crazy court, uh, a visitation battle and visitation custody arrangements that had me going 
you know, hours away during the week and I couldn't keep a nine to five. Um, and so for that, in that time, I was like, I just need to create flexibility in my schedule. And so then I was like, let me do lashing so I can create my own schedule, grow clientele. And then opportunities started to come with training academy and, and a product line, but I didn't necessarily see the, the bigger scheme of things. And if I did, I would have went about it differently with my strategies so I could have scaled quicker. Right. And so do you feel that if you weren't in that particular circumstance, do you, do you, still, do you still feel like you would have gotten to where you are today? Mm, no, because <laughs> no, because it wasn't like any other option. And when it's right. surrounding your children and you're trying to do what's in the best interest of them, it was no other option. But I need to create flexibility in my schedule in order to do that. I have to work for myself. And so it was by any means necessary. Right. And, and the reason why I asked that, because I, I kind of had that that feeling is because I've heard so many other people say that it wasn't until they were at the point of like, like a breaking point. So whether it was like depression or whether uh, almost experiencing homelessness or just mm-hmm. like they felt broke, busted and disgusted or whatever it is, it was mm-hmm. not until that point that they said, OK, I'm making a decision. Doesn't matter. Come hell or high water. Yep. I'm just going to get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that not nah, that that definitely echoed that same sentiment. The other thing that you brought up is the way you look at failure. So one of my favorite words in the English uh, vocabulary is perspective. And I find like how you, the ability to change your perspective ultimately can just change the way that you see and go about everything. So to look at it as a missed opportunity versus a failure, you automatically don't internalize that. So you're not saying like, I'm garbage, I'm crap, I'm this, I'm this. You're just like, okay, I I didn't miss that one. How do I catch the next one. So I think mm-hmm. that's, that's clutch right there. Yeah. Um, so going on to question number two, um, from your experience helping other womenpreneurs grow their businesses, mm-hmm. what are some of the biggest things you see holding women back from starting and growing a business? And what are some solutions? Good question. Um, I think across the board, um, at least what I've seen in my experience would definitely be um, fear and self-doubt. And I think that kind of goes around with men and women. Um, mm-hmm. But for the women that I've helped, you know, educate or uh, mentor was definitely just fear and self-doubt. And a lot of that fear and self-doubt or to create solutions to that is to really pinpoint where that fear is from. Right. And a lot of us really have to do the internal work first when you become an entrepreneur, because you need to get over certain stuff to get out of your own way. Um, a lot of it could be a scarcity mindset growing up, you know, example would be coming up in a single parent household and, you know, being told we can't afford that or money doesn't grow on trees or, you know, living <laughs> by bare minimum. Um, other ones could just be, um, you know, resources and the environment that you grew up in and whatnot. Um, being told certain things, you know, whether it be verbal, emotional abuse and you're not really, you know, appreciating and valuing your self-worth um, and knowing what you're capable of. Um, and so I think it would be definitely self, uh, self-doubt and fear was the biggest thing. Um, and I helped them create those solutions by overcoming that, by really diving into where that all fostered and came from in the beginning. Right. And I think that's important. I think, you know, identification of fear, because I ultimately, like I, I, I did this one post, it was, you know, the saying, I'm going to use your, your last name, Bible, there's a saying in the Bible, like, you know, money is the root of all evil, whatever it is. I say like fair is like the root of all evil. But in the same sense, fair can be a huge motivator. Yeah. Right. Um, so, again, going back to how you were looking at it, missed opportunity, it depends on how you look at it. But ultimately, when it comes down to fair, I feel like uh, the reason why a lot of people 
don't do the things that they need to do or want to do comes down to fear, whether it be mm-hmm. fear of criticism, uh, fear mm-hmm. of failure, right? Um, yeah. So many things. And it's like, what people are going to think about me or, you know what I mean? How am I going to get to point, uh, you know, B when you haven't even, you know, went to point A yet? <laughs> yeah, you haven't even started yet. And it's, yeah. so, it's so crazy how the mind can work against you. Because for me, like, that's something like I went through and I know a lot of people went through as well. It's just like, you could just kind of cripple yourself. And it's so crazy for me, like my natural kind of gift is like creativity with like words and thoughts and putting things together like that. And I remember this one time I'm big into meditation now. Mm. I remember one time I was meditating and and kind of what I received in the moment was like, hey, if you don't know how to control your mind, you can like literally destroy yourself, right? Mm -hmm. With your words Mm -hmm. and your thinking and the way to kind of control your mind and harness your power, if you will, is if you learn to only focus on what you can control and let everything Mm -hmm. else go. And I think a lot of us try to just kind of control everything around us when we really can't. So I like that. I like to say the way to control your mind is to really free your mind, right? Mm. (laughs) Because sometimes you can't control what comes in, but freeing your mind and knowing how to handle what comes in and letting it be fluid like water and just come pass through or then how you say like perspectives on those thoughts Right. And so to me, I just focus on freeing my mind. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, and it, it sounds so simple, but we all know you kind of have to go through a process to get to that point where you can kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just be freeing your mind. Um, and so let's get into the to the last question, if you will. Uh, when it comes to, uh, I guess, in the way you would put it, missed opportunities, uh, what is the best lesson mm-hmm. you believe you have learned uh, from those missed opportunities thus far? The best lesson I've learned from those missed opportunities, um, I think for me would be to just dream and think bigger, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that a lot of that comes from the the mindset of of fear, right? That maybe you're the first one to go to college in your family. Maybe you're the first one to make six figures. Maybe you're the first entrepreneur and creative and that's, you know, frowned upon. So for me, it was just thinking bigger, just straight out the gate um, and knowing that the only limitations I have is is my mind. Um, And that's a constant work in progress, I think, every day for any human being in your personal life, with yourself, relationship with yourself, your spiritual, with your partner, your kids, especially with your business. Right, right. And I think you hit the word, I don't think you mentioned the word, but uh, when you're saying the only limitations uh, you pose upon yourself comes from your mind and limitations is like the key word right there. So I read somewhere recently that labels are limitations. So whatever label you put on there, mm. kind of limiting yourself to that, whatever that label is. Yep. And then going back to your thing about missed opportunities, I was just thinking about like how many of us actually cheat ourselves out of opportunities, right? Mm-hmm because of that fear that we were speaking about or whatever that situation is. And it's just crazy to think that a lot of us are actually closer than we think we are, but because of that noise or that, what I actually like to call it story. So I have this thing where um, I did this course years ago um, and it said that everyone plays a story in their head. Um, So I'll give you an example. So Mm -hmm. in this course I did, it was like a three day course. And uh, there was this uh, lady, there was a couple uh, newlywed couple in there and she got up and shared her story about in her previous marriage uh, she was raped by her former husband mm-hmm. and it was now affecting the intimacy in her mm-hmm. new marriage and mm-hmm. the instructor was like you know what that's a very traumatic experience and no one can rob you of that yeah. but, you, but you have to ask yourself 
is the story you're playing in your head right now, is that empowering you or is it disempowering you? Yep. Right? Everyone has a choice at the end of the day. Now, it might not be a great choice, 100%, but we all have the power to change the perspective or the narrative on that particular story. Yeah. And that's horrific. And that just goes with freeing your mind, right? Like yeah. and then once those thoughts and those memories come in your head, the emotion that you have behind that is when you're going to free yourself from that emotion. Cause that's really emotions, no matter what, if it's happiness, if it's sadness, if it's fear, they're all temporary right. and not being attached to those as you have those thoughts and those memories come through. Well, yeah. Just speaking of being attached, I have this thing where I'm like, learn to be unattached from the result. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you don't care about, you know, your goal, but not making it if you mess up or you fuck up, you're not like, you know, I'm the fuck up. It's just like, all right, how do I, how do I pivot and adapt uh, from this situation? Mm-hmm. Um, so my follow-up to the last question is if you could go back in time to your 18 year old self, uh, what is one piece of advice about either life or pursuing a goal or a dream um, mm-hmm. that you would give to your, yourself back then? Um would probably be like a two-sided one. One would be to read more, (laughs) to read more because when I read, it just empowers me. Like learning is empowering, right? And sometimes based on your situation, like I was a teenage mom, I was 16 when I had my daughter. And so I I wasn't like afforded a lot of the, the luxury of time to sit and think when I had to just survive, right? And so for me, I started to realize that I was thinking of just surviving and not growing but the truth is in order to survive you really grow because anything's not growing is either dead or on its way right. to dying 100 percent um and so i think it'd just be obtaining as much you know information as i can um and, and knowing what growth really looks like for me instead of just feeling like i'm surviving every day which i feel like a lot of us are especially based on our circumstance and where we come from no i think you hit it right on the money the reading part is big i remember when i was in college so as i was telling you before we started um, I was in New York for, 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 for a good little bit and I went to mm-hmm. school there and uh, someone who I call my sister, we're not by blood, but someone that close to me, mm-hmm. she had this, uh, this Jewish guy at a school radio station read this, like, I think it was from like a black scholar. It was like something written back in like the early 1900s or something like that. And it said something to the effect is, uh, if you ever want to hide something from black people, just put it in a book, <laughs> in a book, right? Yeah. Yep. And what was crazy, there was this big outrage on campus. People were like, oh, this guy's racist, but they didn't understand. He was just reading off of a paper, something that yep. a black scholar wrote many years ago. Mm-hmm. But hearing that like passage, that 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 quote just always resonated with me. And so when I was in college, I started to read just outside of the books that I needed to pass the class. Started mm-hmm. off with like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then got off yep. to other business books and stuff like that. But Reading is so key because to your point, man, if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. And that's so funny, too, because that's a whole nother conversation about books. Right. Because we didn't have the best experience with it in school. We didn't learn anything about our history. What we were taught was lies. We're not exposed to certain things. And that's why it's so fundamental. It's like once you know something, teach one, Like each one, teach one. Right. Um, And I think it starts in the household with your parents teaching your kids so that they, they are aware of certain things or they can show a certain interest and educate and this is a generational pattern that we need to start creating for ourselves. But it happens in school. Like, <laughs> everything's a lie when you grow up a little bit. You're like, like, yeah. like <laughs> it's hard for you to process that. Yeah, 100%. So, Chris, uh, I know you're pretty active on social media and you're doing big things. So uh, where can the people find you if they want to get in touch with you, they want to work with you? Uh, how can they do that? 
Sure. I think the best way would probably be my personal account, which is Chris C. Bible. So C-H-R-I-S-C Bible. And then from there, um, my different platforms for my uh, my brand, which is She Loves Lashes. So if you guys are in L.A. or if you're looking to get trained or even if you need product, we ship throughout the U.S. Um, but She Loves Lashes is for my um, my lash brand, my beauty bar. And then um, the Sweet Spot L.A. If you guys are looking for mentorship and just like business tips and free downloads and things like that. Awesome. Well, uh, guys, as I always like to end the show with, um, if you want to impress people, talk about, you know, your wins, your successes, all your achievements. But if you really want to have an impact on somebody's life, uh, talk about your failures or the lessons you learned from those experiences that didn't go the way you wanted it to. Uh, so with that being said, Chris and I are out. Peace and love. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the